Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this May 12th on a Wednesday morning. A special greeting to all who join me regularly because we believe that getting in the word of God in prayer each day makes a difference. And so make sure if you're new, you're welcome. You're glad that we're glad you're here. Make sure you hit the subscribe, notify, leave a comment and tell us where you're from and tell your friends. Let's grow our, our uh, group together. We're talking about the love of God and how to obey the great commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength. But before we do, I was asked here in the chat if I could comment on the situation in Israel right now, and I do think it's worth commenting on, especially since uh, I lead a tour there each year. And a big question is always, well, is it safe to go to Israel? And I we're going to go back again next February, and I hope some of you might even want to join us. So... If you are interested, go to my website, TomThePreacher.com, and check for information. Well, right now there's an uprising, the Palestinians. It happens periodically, although the last one of any real magnitude was in 2014. And so that was um, seven years ago. Why now? What's going on? Well, three things come to my mind that I think has as led to this. Number one, it's Ramadan. And during Ramadan, um, uh, Muslims fast during the day. It is a high holy time for them. Emotions are heightened. Uh, feelings are heightened. They get hungry. <laughs> They're more irritable because they don't eat at all during daylight hours. They only eat at night. And so there, there is that irritability factor, but there's also a, like a heightened religious zeal and it's not uncommon for Muslims to become um, extra zealous and violent during the month of Ramadan. That's one thing that, is, that has led to this, particularly up on the Temple Mount. The Temple Mount, which is where the, the Israeli temple, the Jewish temple, used to be. And when they were conquered the, by the Romans, it was destroyed in 70 AD, and when the Muslims took the holy city of Jerusalem. They built a mosque on the site where the Jewish temple had been, the Dome of the Rock. If you look at pictures of the old, of the old city, you see this big golden-domed edifice there. That is their holy mosque to them, and uh, called the Dome of the Rock. And the, the mosque actually is right next door to the Dome of the Rock. And so this is kind of disputed territory, although Muslims have control of it. I mean, the Jews, Muslims control it. The Jews control everything all around it. And they, uh, the, the Israel doesn't let their uh, Orthodox Jews go up there onto the Temple Mount because they know it would create problems. Well, it, they, there's problems anyway. And that's part of what precipitated it. Secondly, going on, is in East Jerusalem, which is under Arab control, um, there are Jews who are buy, who buy up property and from you know they pay a good price for it and Arabs will sell that to them and then it becomes uh, you know under Jewish control and particularly they're excavating it and for instance the city of David where there's been tremendous excavations of where David lived and Dave, where David's palace was this is in East Jerusalem and it was bought up and purchased by Jews who expand the Jewish territory, and then they do these excavations there. 
There's a ruling going on in the Supreme Court right now about whether or not that's legal because it is a kind of a transfer of power. And so there's a lot of dispute about that because they, the Arabs see it as um, uh, expanding Israeli territory into their land. In Islam, understand, land is important. In Judaism, the land in Israel is important. As Christians, you know, we don't think so much about land as being valuable. But in Islam, once they have land, they never give it up. They, they, the land, the property, the earth, the spots they have are very, very vital to them. And, of course, the land of Israel is vital to the Jewish people. So this is, there's a lot of conflict about this. This is, this is the Holy Land. We don't think in these terms. We think of a spiritual kingdom. Uh, in both those religions, the, the physical land is very, very important. And I think there's always going to be conflict. I really do. However, this leads to a third point, a third reason. And let's face it, we have a new administration in the United States. The Trump administration was extremely supportive of Israel. They moved the embassy to Israel, the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. They were extremely supportive, and they brokered a number of peace deals between Sunni Muslim countries and Israel. And now, four months into the Biden administration, let's be clear, the Biden administration believes Iran should have a major role in the Middle East. The Trump administration believed Iran was a terrorist country. Iran is backing um, the Hamas um, terror group in the Gaza Strip. And so the ones launching all these uh, missiles, over a thousand of them, rockets that have been launched into Israel now in the last week or so, over a thousand of them, they come from Hamas, and Hamas is supported by Iran. And so money that the Biden administration has now given to Gaza and has now given it loosening up restrictions, uh, sanctions on towards Iran, and Iran is now emboldened. And now four months into this new administration, we have potential war breaking out in the Middle East between Israel and, and the proxies of Iran. So it's a terrible, ter terrible, terrible thing. There are consequences to elections in America even throughout the world. Um, Israel is a no-nonsense type country. They don't put up with it. And you launch some rockets into Israel out of the Gaza Strip, and they fight back, and, and they have superior military. And uh, their, their attitude is kind of, you hit us, and we're going to hit you back harder. And so we'll see where it leads, because there's, there's, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of pride, a lot of religious zeal here. And um, we'll see where it leads. We do pray for the peace of Jerusalem and of Israel. I might add, is it safe, like, would, you know, would I, um, if I were leading a tour there that we were going to depart this week, would I go? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. The, where, where we go on our tours are not in places that are dangerous. We don't necessarily go up in the Temple Mount. You're allowed to go there. And that's only dangerous at certain times, even right now. But they probably wouldn't allow us up there anyway at this point. There was one uh, incident outside the Lion's Gate in the old city of Jerusalem. It was a small incident, but that is a place we visit.
But where these rockets are being launched down in Gaza, from the Gaza Strip, we don't go anywhere near there. And so the, the possibility of real danger to tourists really is minimal, even during a time like this. It's really minimal during, during normal times. So um, would we go, and, and our tour guides would never take us to a place to be dangerous. So would we go on a day like, you know, if we were leaving today, would we go? I don't have the answer to that. I don't know because we've never had a tour go at a time when there was an uprising of this nature. We'd, we'd get the latest advice from our tour guides and from the government, and we'd see what we should do. But generally speaking, we feel just as safe as we feel safer in Israel than many places we'd feel in America. It's you know these these things make the news now, but it is a safe place to visit by and large. So that's that. All right, well, you know what? I took up much of our, our Bible time answering that question. I do think it is important that we do pray for Israel. They are an ally of the United States, and I do believe, um, you know, many people theologically believe, as do I, that Israel still plays a significant role in the, in the plan of God, in end-time prophecy, in end-time events, and that we should be... Um, you know, we should be supportive of them and, and so forth. I do believe that and so on. So maybe we'll just uh, leave today's Bible study for tomorrow and go ahead and spend a moment in prayer here. By the way, you will notice uh, I, I got uh, my Chosen t-shirt, and I hope you are watching this and, and uh, the Chosen. What a great, great series. What a great series. Uh, season 2, Episode 4 came out last night, and if you haven't seen it, I won't get no spoiler alerts. I won't, I, or excuse me, I won't ruin it. I'll just tell you it has to do with the uh, John 5, the man at the uh, pools about Bethsaida that was healed. And I will add, when we go to um, Israel, that's one of my favorite places to visit for two reasons. Number one, we do see these pools, the very pools there where, where Jesus healed these men. Uh, healed, healed, healed this man. We see the very pool, and it, the the architectural ruins are still there. Archaeological ruins are still there, and we still do see them. And what we do on our trip, because we like to have not just an academic understanding, we like to have experiences. And so we spend some time praying for anyone in our group who may need some healing, and we pray for them right there at this place where Jesus healed the man who could not get up and get down into the waters that were being stirred. But also, right next door to it is, I believe, the oldest church or one of the oldest churches in, um, in, in, in Jerusalem, in the old city of Jerusalem. It was uh, it's called the Church of St. Anne's. It was built, and when the Muslims conquered um, Jerusalem, conquered Israel, it was such a beautiful church that they didn't want to tear it down, and so they just turned it into a madras, a, a Muslim school. Uh, it has since been reconverted back into a church, and uh, the French government actually it's on, uh, owns owns the territory. But it is a it is a beautiful, beautiful old building. But the most nicest thing about it is you walk in there; the acoustics are unlike any place you've ever been. And we go right up to the front, and we get in a circle, and we sing. How Great Thou Art, or Amazing Grace, or some other song, and it's just, uh, it, it just resonates. It's just, it's, the, the sound is so awesome. 
and uh, we do that. Other groups will, will stand in line to sing up there as well. When I go to Israel, I, I love to sing, and when we go to Israel, we do sing at various places and worship God. We sing Christmas carols where Jesus was born. We, we sing at the Church of St. Anne's. We, you know, we, we worship the Lord in song at some of these places. So anyway, uh, uh, that was what last night's episode four of The Chosen was about, and I hope you're watching it because it is a beautiful depiction of the life of Christ and the people who knew him. So with that said, let's pray, and, uh, and here we go. Father in heaven, we do pray today. You, you instruct us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Father, we know that this, this small piece of real estate, that Temple Mount, Lord, that's, that's only uh, not even maybe a square mile at the most, not even that. And this old city and, and the land there, Father, with some, it, it evokes such strong religious zeal and emotion. We do pray, Lord, for peace. We pray for law. We pray for order. We pray that rebellious uh, people, Lord, be, would be brought under control. We pray, Father, that, that terrorist nations and terrorist activities would be ceased and not funded and, and would not have the weaponry to disrupt life. We pray, Lord, for the Jewish people that are coming back to that land. We pray they could live there in peace. And we pray, Lord, we, we believe, Lord, and think of the prophecy in Ezekiel where you said these dry bones can dry bones live. And they began to rattle and they began to come to life. And Lord, we believe that the dry bones that were dead for so many years in Israel are, are rattling, they're coming to life, but the spirit is not yet there. The, the Lord in this nation is coming back, but the spirit is not yet there. We pray for great spiritual awakening and revival in Israel, Lord. We pray that the, the, as the prophecy there in Ezekiel said, that the spirit would come. We pray, Lord, that they would have a recognition of the Messiah. They would see Jesus as the Lord. We pray, Lord, for our brothers and sisters in Israel who are Messianic Jews, that they would not be persecuted. We pray that they could... Uh, sound their message loud and clear. Lord, I think even of um, uh, who, who we stayed with, Roz and I, when we were there and stayed longer, and the great conversation we had with the rabbi and the openness he showed to what we had to say. Father, we pray for these people. We pray for peace. We pray our country here, our government here in America, would, would stand with what's right and true. We don't want to see anyone killed or bombed or whatever, Lord, but I pray that our government here now would stand against terrorism, would, would stand firm in support of our ally Israel, would uh, stand against the influence of Iran to destabilize the Middle East. I pray, Lord, that those peace accords that were so amazing with all those with five nations or so, the Abraham Accords, I pray they would be upheld and that that wouldn't all unravel and fall apart as a result of the change in our the current administration. We pray for this, Father. We pray today also, Lord, we just are reminded as we continue to pray for our country. I think, Lord, of so many states now that are without gasoline and suffering loss of gasoline, I pray, Father, that as it seems like one blow after another that just is hitting our country, um, that, Lord, we would humble ourselves before you, seek you, we would see your hand. We would cry out to you for help, Lord, that we're, we're more vulnerable than we realize. Lord, here, the cyber attack that is now crippling and paralyzing states in America. Father, 
We're more, we're more vulnerable than we realize. We need your help, your protection. We need you to be our strong tower and our refuge. And we, we come to you as this, Lord. We as believers come to you. We pray that more and more our whole nation and more millions of people in our country and even our government, our land, our leaders would bow their knee to you and recognize that we need you as our strong protector, our refuge, the strong tower to whom we can run for safety. We pray and bless you today with all of our heart, and we love you. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Fill us with your spirit this day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, well, again, I'm glad to have answered that and um, about Israel, and it is good to be keeping up on the current events. By the way, when we are in Israel, it's kind of fun because we a couple years ago when we were there, we happened to drive by the new American embassy in Jerusalem. And uh, we, we, it wasn't, wasn't occupied yet, but it was there. And we stopped and we got a picture taken in front of it. And it was interesting, this last time we were there, all the workers inside, uh, when they, I mean, the, the, the construction workers, the, the Jews and Arabs both that were working there, when they saw us outside posing and so on, they were giving us the thumbs up and the uh, they love Donald Trump over there, I'll tell you that. And they were cheering for us and saluting us and celebrating us. It was, it was kind of a fun experience. So anyway, okay, God bless you. You have a great day. Tomorrow we will continue on this uh, How to Love God with All of Our Soul. And actually, we'll probably take two days because it's a pretty good message what that means to love God with all of our soul. So um, uh, you got my daily email. You probably have some uh idea of what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about. If you don't get that, go to TomThePreacher.com, sign up for it. God bless you. You have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.